0: Welcome to the Climate Justice Central Podcast. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Climate Justice Central Podcast. Today, you're with me, Mercy Maligua from Malawi,
1: and my colleague, Malembo Simbano from Tanzania.
0: In my country, climate journalism is mostly characterized by coverage of natural disasters, extreme weather events, and how climate change continues to push people into poverty. Just like in many African countries, women in Malawi have multiple roles as farmers, home and child caregivers, as well as providers of water and firewood, among other things. And they're usually affected the most by climate change. This is one of the reasons this discussion is important for me because it seeks to highlight what needs to be done, and who needs to do what in order to lessen the burden that women carry due to climate change.
1: Climate change is affecting many countries in Africa, and Tanzania is among them. We have faced a lot of floods, droughts, and extreme hot and cold weather depending on the season. Women are the ones who are carrying the burden of climate change because they are the backbone of the families in Africa. This is why I'm interested to bring to the light how women in Tanzania, Africa and around the world are affected by climate change.
0: Today in this episode, we are discussing about two interconnected issues, gender and climate change. The United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, UNFCCC, highlights that women commonly face higher risks and greater burdens from impacts of climate change in situations of poverty and that the majority of the world's poor are women. So today in the studio, we have a guest who will help us to understand these two important interconnected issues.
2: I'm Shirin Chaudhary. I'm from New Delhi, India, and I'm working here in Berlin on gender and climate change.
1: How long have you been working in this issue of climate change and gender?
2: So I've been working on gender for a longer time actually. I've been working since I think 2014-15 I was volunteering and then sort of doing different activities when I was in university on gender issues. I started working on climate change just this year because I'm interested in women in my city their living conditions, their working conditions, and I think a lot of all of those things would be impacted by climate change. So that's how I got interested.
1: So from New Delhi to German, what is the what the issue behind from New Delhi to German now you're here?
2: So I'm here on a fellowship. It's the Alexander von Humboldt international climate protection fellowship it's usually i think they have people working on law policy and the scientific part of climate change so i applied for this with a more social and gender uh, side of it so i was given the grant and i came here in march
0: okay shireen is there
2: any personal story that pushed you to focus on climate change and gender? So I was working before this, I was working on actually sexual harassment at workplace in New Delhi and we were working with, with domestic workers who live in the suburbs of new delhi so we went to their homes to to talk to them because of course the, their workplace is someone else's home so we got to interview them at their homes and i remember the so these were informal settlements and i remember that some of the most uh, striking things that uh, like we talked about other than their work was that for example it rains a lot in new delhi in in the months of july and august so their homes actually get flooded with with the rain and so it's a lot of the sewage water and then the dirty rainwater which comes into their house so they were telling us about how they have to manage that and then they have to go to work and kind of when you go to work you have to pretend all of that doesn't exist for that time at the workplace so,
1: so in in that case, you were, uh, where are men at that time? Well, there it's a rain and there's a lot of floods in the areas. Where are the men? Are, are not allowed? Are not, are not living there? Or are they just chased from their home? <laughs> what's what's going on there?
2: It's like at the house. Like, so the men also have their work. So they go to work, but for them that's the workplace. But for the women, it's it's the home and their uh, wo- formal workplace. So for the women, they have to manage everything at home. And for the men, it's like, they just go to work and then they come back and then the wife would feed him or take care of the children and everything. So it was usually the women managing all that.
0: What would you say about how men and women are impacted by climate change maybe in, in the Indian context and what you've observed so far here in Berlin?
1: Before before she goes, maybe you can tell us maybe in Malawi first of all, maybe she can get experience also because yeah. she already tells us about India, about yeah, the men. Yeah. So maybe can you tell us a little bit about Malawi? So yeah,
0: people- so what you've actually stated, uh, I would say it's the same way things are in Malawi. Like women are the ones that are impacted a lot due to climate change impact. So mostly in Malawi the climate change impacts that we experience drought and flooding so it's not just about the floods flooding their homes but they are usually have to be displaced and live in camps and the conditions in those camps are not uh, are really not good especially for women uh, because they've got different needs to men they have got their health and hygiene some of them have to go through menstruation in camps where there are no toilets. They are the ones who have to take care of children, bath children, cook food, and there is no water in camps. And the they, situations are usually terrible because they have to go to far away places to get water. And the water is usually dirty. I remember one time I visited a camp where there were some people who were displaced. And it was it was not good to see how men were just chilled, living their life like just sitting under trees, playing some games, and the women were busy at work, bathing children in dirty water and some cooking with water that was not supposed to be even used for cooking. So, I think it's the experiences are the same, and I would say that as much as women are much impacted like the vulnerabilities also also differs according to the classes, like mm. in the societies, mm. because in Malawi, like uh, there are people who live in urban areas. So the women in those areas, like th- how they're impacted, it's different to poor rural women. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know, like how is it in Tanzania?
1: It's, it's, it's the same, you know, this gap of, before uh, even about climate, the gap of uh, man and woman is there. Yeah. For example, in Tanzania, you can find nowadays a little bit in urban areas, a lot of women working and have owned their properties, or maybe cars, or business, shops, and, other, and many things. But in previously, or in interior areas also, is, the situation is very hard. But because women are the ones who are responsible for of, of taking of the family. That's what I can say a little bit about Tanzania, but even... Though the government have tried the level best to help the women because they have uh, this campaign which is called uh, Mtoe Mama Chwani. This is a Swahili word, mm. but it, is, it means that uh, to help a woman in the prob- uh, to, to solve the problem of water, women are not supposed anymore to go maybe four kilometers or 20 kilometers to find water. So the government try to bring the water near to the areas, to the villages. So the women don't struggle that much to go to find water.
0: Okay, uh, Shireen, from the experiences of women and climate change from your country that you've talked about and the ones that we've shared from African countries, what has been your experience or observation so far here in Berlin? Is it women that much impacted by climate change or it's different?
2: I think there's um, definitely difference in that I think Germany has much better infrastructure compared to India and I think compared to even your countries. Because at least the the fact that, for example, in my city, uh, there are many people living in informal settlements and that's not the case here in Berlin, even though my city is also the capital city. But there are so many uh, people who migrate from the countryside uh, to work in the city and they end up for years living in uh, very informal houses, houses that they've built themselves and they don't have all the facilities. They don't have um, access to toilets inside the house or they don't have access to fresh water. So I think compared to that, women have more better access to facilities in Germany and also, with healthcare, better access to hospitals, though I think healthcare here is very expensive and there are long waiting times uh, to to access uh, proper healthcare here as well, from what I've noticed. So, I think... Those are some of the differences, and here, at least in terms of policy in Germany, there's a lot of focus on mitigation. So they are much more advanced in moving towards renewable energy. But then the people who are making decisions about it, or uh, those people who are part of the renewable energy cooperatives, are mostly men. So even though they are more advanced, it's also Mostly men who are who have the wealth to invest in re- renewable energy at the individual level as well. And I mean, in India, we are so far behind on the renewable energy. Though our country, our prime minister has pledged that we will uh, transition by 2050. I think he said completely. But I, I mean, I, I don't know how optimistic. It's a very ambitious target. I would hope that we can actually reach it. But I think at the common, I mean, individual level, most people are still not uh, aware about climate change. And for women, it's even, I mean, that access to information is just completely not there. Though women are very aware of their immediate environment, they're aware of the weather changes. But yeah, I think we need to give more information to women to not just what we can do at the individual level, but how we can uh, appeal to policymakers <laughs> to do something.
0: Okay, uh, whom do you think is responsible to give women that kind of information? Whom? I can speak
2: about India, I think we definitely need education, the education system itself. I mean, we are supposed to have some education about disaster management. So I think they need to maybe mainstream education about climate change as well. But of course, I mean, so much, even women accessing education is much less than men because of a lot of reasons. Uh, They drop out because uh, the schools don't have uh, proper toilet facilities or proper like if a girl starts menstruation then if she cannot clean herself in the school then it's more, more likely that girls will just drop out. So I think fixing those issues and then actually giving women the access. So I, I do think the government needs to work on that uh, a little more and but generally like you said there are some people who are more wealthy people who live in the cities i think they can also make more effort to make this information accessible to everybody and people like me who are working in policy so it's not just important to work on policy but to work on (laughs) these aspects as well
1: is there any policy about climate change issue especially for women or gender issue
2: so in india the the policies regarding climate change like the they have we have a national plan and then each state is supposed to ha- have a state action plan on climate change but i can say for my city there is a delhi action plan for climate change but it's from 2011 so it's already 10 years old so they're in the process of developing it and the older one does not mention women or gender at all even though so many things are relevant to talk about women or to address women separately. yeah so how how
0: important do you think it is to include women uh, in the formulation of climate change policies as well as in the implementation uh, of interventions
2: on the ground? I think it's it's e- like equally important to include them in both the decision making and also the implementation. Because a lot of times, maybe what happens is there's also sort of a belief that women are closer to nature. So they, they have more knowledge. And so they may be involved in the implementation part, but then it all, I mean, women have a lot of responsibility. So it's, it shouldn't be an added responsibility on top of that. But right now, I mean, in decision making in India, generally the parliament, the representation is not enough. For women, And there's been a push that there should be 33% of seats for women, but that has not been implemented. So I think till that is not done, I think even on climate issues, they will not move the discussion.
1: Mercy, we heard from India. How about in Malawi?
0: In Malawi, the inclusion of women in decision-making, it's, it's an issue that women have been complaining about for a long time and i think one issue maybe you Shireen, you you might wish to share uh, in india how how are main taking charge and maybe doing things that would lessen the burden that women face in climate changes. There are sort
2: of these movements against mining and deforestation related to mining in certain parts of the country. And so there's one area, Niyamgiri, where there's been an active movement against company for mining. And then there's also some movements against dams because they displace the communities who live on the river basins and women are a huge part of those movements actually uh, in and they are actively uh, resisting these projects so i would say but i i would say also men in those communities are definitely part of it as well and i think there is a lot more involvement and support when it when it comes to places like that because i think as you kind of go up in up the ladder of caste and class there's that I think that difference between men and women <laughs> becomes more stark because it's usually the powerful men or the wealthy men who are perpetuating who like you said, who own these factories or who are doing these they profit the most from these kind of projects which impact the climate eventually. But I think from what I've seen in in these movements against climate change which are even coming up in the city, so there's a Fridays for Future, or there's some movements in in my city. There are there is participation of men and women, but how much of it is equal, even I cannot say. I was not so involved in it, but yeah, I think women also get limited in terms of because they have so much responsibility at home they can't always be in in these movements present the same way that men can but i hope it's i mean it's moving towards more equal
1: but do you think this awareness of climate change should be based in women or both sides so that it can come together and be equal
2: yeah both i would say definitely um, Uh, it's not just for women or not just for men, but since it affects everyone, even if it affects differently. So I think more and more women are participating in these movements. It's just, I think much of the power is still in the hands of the men who are in the government or men who are uh, owning these large companies.
1: So So do you think maybe it's all about uh, going to school, or awareness which maybe must start in the family level. Shereen?
2: Yeah, I think at the family level, definitely we need to come to more, like what we started with, the care work that women do needs to be divided more equally. So I think now in, in India, women do around five hours per day and men do around 30 minutes per day of care work and that's a huge difference and you can really see it in 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 every family how much women are always running around and they're doing everything so once i think we set that example or distribute that care work or it's also counted as work at the societal level then i think future generations would also learn more about how we need to be equal And I think that would also make a huge difference with climate change because if the burden is not on uh, only women, then if there are extreme weather events, for example, then it's not just women who will have to take care of the people in the family or to fetch water or to cook the meals in a situation of stress. should be divided equally as well.
1: I think this must touch with the family level where we can start talking talk to each other, husband and wife talk, and children be part of that talk or discussion. Because when we discuss about climate issue, we don't, we're not supposed to leave the children behind no. because they are their future. If they don't understand, they are, they're waiting until they go to school and, and hear about climate change, that's not good. I think we suppose as parents, father, mother, sister, brother who know at least about climate change, we need to start to teach our our young children how to implement things which can help the environment. Mm -hmm. For example, I think we need to start to give the culture children to maybe plant trees. Mm -hmm. In
0: your home country, is there that awareness that whatever is being experienced is climate change or people give it other names?
2: I think it's uh, there's an awareness um, that the weather has changed over the years mm-hmm. and especially now that there's a heat wave I think more people are aware that Okay, this is something that will become more common. It's gotten hotter and hotter. I think it's more than forty degrees. Or people are—we may not call it climate change, but people are well aware that you know a lot is happening. But I think, and it's a lot for a lot of people. It's through no fault of their own. I mean, if you don't even get a consistent electricity supply, if you don't own an air conditioner, then clearly your carbon footprint is much less than the people who are the most wealthy and they have three air conditioners in the house and and they are yeah have water supply twenty four seven so i think it's also about people are aware that it's happening but they may not i mean it's not really their burden as well especially for women i mean because it's not that they own all these appliances or they're consuming that much energy or They are yeah eating that much meat or something like the things that contribute to climate change
0: because I was particularly interested in something Malimbo raised how climate education should start in the home, like. Climate education is not going to start in the home if people are not aware that whatever they are experiencing is climate change. But now that we've said that there is actually that awareness, I think maybe it it would actually uh, be a good starting point to educate everyone in the home that okay. You see these things that we're experiencing, yeah, like everyone is experiencing them, but uh look at how they are impacting on women or girls more than anyone else in the household. Like the distances that they have to walk to fetch for water or firewood, the 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 time that that they have to invest in taking care of the home and stuff like that. So I, I'm just glad that there is that kind of awareness because it's really different from from my country I don't know about Tanzania yeah. like that awareness is really limited like people people are affected greatly but i think they just look at it as extreme weather conditions like they don't talk uh, about it as they would talk like the way others talk about climate change but with education, I'm sure things are also going to change. Like people are, are going to, to understand that this is climate change actually happening. It's not just extreme weather conditions. It's not just too much rains or too much sunshine or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Maybe I can, I can talk about Tanzania a little yeah. bit. In Tanzania there, in education level, it's okay. In the papers, climate change, global warming, blah 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 blah, from primary school, secondary school, even university, but implementation individual. You know, we say any change starts with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> not with them. You, In individual level, my friend, is worst. Mm-hmm. Few people who are uh, take uh, responsibility and take care of. Uh, everything goes smooth. But most of them, they just ignore. They say, "Ah, it's a paperwork, and then they live there. When the drought comes, they say, oh, it's a natural disaster. When floods come, natural disaster. Even the media is not reporting well about it. Just say, natural disaster, natural disaster. Where did this natural disaster come from? There's no that question. Everybody's just natural disaster. So I think it's time, a little bit now, we can start Talking about individual to take responsibility.
0: Before we wrap up, like I just want to take you back to where your interest in uh, climate change and gender emanated from. Looking at your time here in Berlin and what you sought to do, like during the duration of your stay, how do you think it's going to impact those women that you encountered back then?
2: I mean, for me, I I hope that i i want to be able to reach out to uh, the government in new delhi with some recommendations or some ideas as to how they can include women in their plans since they are in the process of making a new climate action plan but i also have a sort of idea that i want to make some posters and a lot of it has to do with language i mean A lot of people still don't speak English, so it's uh, better to, if you want to spread information, to do it in, I mean, Hindi language in Delhi, for example. So actually make some, some material that can be accessed by women or can be accessed by women's organizations who work with women. So even in their work, they can incorporate it. So i i mean i'm hoping that over time it will have some positive impact i know it's like a drop in the ocean kind of thing it's my one action might be part of the actions of a lot of people so i hope it's like that
0: Okay, talking about just one drop and I'm sure like it must be fulfilling like to be doing some sort of research, knowing that their impacts would also touch on on the things that your friends or some people that you know would benefit from.
2: Yeah, I, I hope I mean I I am from New Delhi and I've grown up in that city so I, I do hope that you know in the future, it can look like a city which is more equal and even for safe safer for women, for my friends, for a lot of people that I know. So that's something I hope for.
1: And what is your comment between the here? North part and south part about climate issue?
2: Um North and South of the world. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the global north, north and the, the global north south. North, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes it's like the decisions are made in the global north or the decisions are influenced by priorities of the global north. And then it's so uh, till now it's been happening like that. But I think hopefully at the global level through these climate negotiations, the UNFCCC, these processes, I, I mean, as far as I've sort of from what I've read, it's there's uh, still a lot of power imbalance and especially for countries small island states so it takes a lot of negotiating to kind of set those targets of 1.5 degrees because otherwise it dep- it's really about their existence so there's still a lot of yeah power imbalance between the global north and south and also historically because global north is the the industrialized countries are the ones that are that have that have polluted more so when it comes to development we we also want to say that okay we we have to develop and we have to like the energy should power electricity should reach everyone before we can also think about yeah so if you would
0: have only one way for how you do want things to be to be done in relation to gender and climate change, what would that wish be?
2: I have so many, but okay, okay maybe <laughs> oh, say two. Yeah, so, so I, <laughs> yeah, one was too many. <laughs> I'll see. I guess one would be. I would still. I would still talk about the care work part of it because I think I really feel maybe once if we. Equalize or uh, the burden of care work is kind of uh, reduced on women, then women can of course engage in more economic activity. uh, yeah, as in paid work as well, uh, or get paid for the care work. And I think economically that would empower women as well, which I think has a lot of difference. Makes a lot of difference. Yeah, if 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 I had to choose one thing.
0: Dear listener, this is where we end our conversation today on this episode of the Climate Justice Central podcast where we were discussing about two important issues, climate change and gender. During our conversation, we've heard of how, despite that climate change is a global issue, it affects people in the global north and the global south differently. Another important aspect is also how women, especially poor women, Are the ones who are hugely affected in both settings this conversation has been important because it has highlighted what what governments policy makers big corporations and societies in both the global north and the global south need to do in order to lessen the impacts of climate change on women Thanks for listening to the Climate Justice Central podcast. For more engaging stories, go to climatejusticecentral.org.